Welcome. This is Christy Bauman. And this is Andrew Bauman. And you're listening to Therapy Shorts. Brief conversations about theology and psychology. Welcome to the next episode. (laughs) You like that dramatic You know I love your dramatic. I'm a dramatic man. Which I have come to learn to love. (laughs) Because I don't default to love your dramatic. But It's part of my glory. I know it is. It is. Part of my depravity. I know that for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what are we talking about today? Welcome to Therapy Shorts, episode... A thousand. Gonna talk about the sexually healthy man. Yes. A new book yes. you put out. It's becoming less new as the time goes on. That's true. But yes, it was released in December, January, and great feedback. Um, it's been so helpful to women, which yeah. has been such a surprise. Yeah. Um, as I obviously wrote it mostly for men. And yet, what I'm finding in the feedback that I'm getting is that, oh, I wish I had this. You know, a decade ago, I wish yes. I could could know um, what a healthy sexual man was because of what I've experienced. Mm, wow, yeah, and maybe even what I could have required or hoped yeah. for in a relationship. Because mm-hmm. I think sometimes Definitely. we get into relationship and then we're sexually joined with someone, and we don't even know we're figuring out our own sexuality, and then how do we even invite the other's yes. sexuality? Um, and their healthy sexuality. Yes. Right? It's exactly. the loudest room is the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And so what I want to start with as we're talking about, we're going to go through a few categories that are uh, from the book. But what I want to start with is who we are sexually is a reflection of who we are in every area of our life. Tell me more. Do you know what I mean by that cryptic <laughs> saying? Who we are sexually is a reflection of who we are in every area okay, of so our Okay, so tell me, who are you sexually? Well, I know who I've been, and I know who I'm becoming. Hmm. And right now, um, who I am sexually is an authentic, I'm an authentic man. Mm-hmm. I no longer have secrets, and we'll get to that category later. But previously, when I was 13 years in my pornography addiction, um, I was a pastor, I was I lived a, a bifurcated, split life. Hmm. And so who I was sexually was hidden. Do you think that so showed who, up? So who I was, right? Like, yes. Right. Let me just make that point. Who I was, I was sexually hidden. Therefore, I was hidden in my life. I was hmm. not an authentic man. So who we are sexually is a reflection of who we are in every area of our life. It's interesting to even think about you maybe as a pastor with a hidden sexual life and then mm-hmm. how you showed up with people. Do mm-hmm. you think like you were bifurcated in your conversations maybe with women or men because definitely. of what was happening for you definitely. when the door was closed? Definitely, definitely. And as I've, you know, the last 13 years of my own therapy, my own healing, my own journey of becoming a sexually healthier man, um, I have learned to be integrated right? The darkness of me, the, the split off parts of me, I no longer judge, um, but they've become integrated in who I am. I no longer um, cut those parts off, even though, again, I'm, am I proud of those parts? No. And yet they are a part of my story. I would not be so passionate about helping men heal, about advocating for women, if I didn't have that story 
hmm. of objectification of women. What do you of mean? Harm. What do you mean when you say you no longer judge? The parts I have to become at peace with all that I am, rather than, especially Christians, right? That whole dying to yourself, like I hate myself, or I I become mm-hmm. more and more self contemptuous mm-hmm. and confuse it with humility. That is not humility. Mm-hmm. That is. Uh, narcissism in a different form how did that play out so so Mm -hmm. even in those earlier years right you're you're pastoring you're in having unwanted sexual relationships Mm -hmm. or in your own life how how does it how did that play out that you showed up i guess or um what did that look like for you where you justified it or where you shamed yourself Mm -hmm. or where you said oh it's not that big of a deal. Like, I, I'm just wondering what was going on in your head. Right. I mean, all, all the above. Shaming myself for living a secret life. Hating myself because I couldn't stop. Um, also, justifying my behavior because that. of my pain. Because mm-hmm. so much, when you... Unprocessed wounds, unprocessed harm is always reenacted. And so many times, it's eroticized. It's sexualized. Right, and so when you have unprocessed woundedness, and it comes out many times sexually, um, like that's the that like that's what happens. So you so you could look at porn because mm-hmm. what was because what was happening for our kids just walked in the room. You got to we had a spy. These are the conversations our kids hear us talking about all the time. They're like not even moved by it. They're like just stop working. Um, okay. So just go back really quick. Mm -hmm. Just tell me what are you telling yourself is justified? So you go Mm -hmm. and like splurge on LinkedIn porn all night or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you're preaching the next day. Hmm. What do you, what are what's the justification in your mind or what happens in there? Mm, It's a split. It's a split. Okay. Right. So who, who I am behind the computer screen becomes different than who I am Sunday morning. And Mm. I, I've learned to create, you know, again, this is, now I'm 12, 13 years sober, um, but but this is different. Like in a sense, I've I've learned to be a different person. I've learned to be a fraud, to wear a mask, mm. and that's one of the steps of a sexually healthy man is becoming authentic and true. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe God is truth, and the more we lean into truth, is the more we experience God. Mm-hmm. Versus uh, having secrets, a hidden life. I mean, it, it's my story. It was my father's story, who was a pastor. And lived a hidden life for over 25 mm-hmm. years. Um, this is why it's so important for me to to be fully authentic. And I don't just mean the cheap authenticity. Mm-hmm. The, the here's your testimony. Um, I truly mean a bloody authenticity that costs you something. Mm-hmm. So I love this um, chart that you have that's in the book. The unhealthy and the healthy. Mm-hmm. And maybe we really read real quick aspects of the healthy sexual man Mm -hmm. versus aspects of the unhealthy sexual man. Yeah, we'll just go through a few of them. Um, And again, you can find this on my website, andrewjbauman.com, or in my book, The Sexually Healthy Man. Um, But one of the first aspects is an emotionally distant is is the unhealthy man versus emotionally present. Do you have each other's face Mm -hmm. and sexuality? Are Mm -hmm. you engaged in each other? Um, Are you fully present? And the next one we talked uh, already talked about, the secrets a hidden life versus authentic and true. The next one, an isolated sexuality versus sexuality and community. Does that mean go have sex with a bunch of people? No. It means will you live 
um, authentically, openly with people? Will you no longer be isolated in your sexuality? I did not even go to that when when you said community. (laughs) So that's ridiculous and funny. I went to the question of, would you say that accountability and accountability groups and partners is what you're saying in community? Mm, Yes and no. Right. Yeah. Can that be helpful? Sure. Is Um, that the root of the problem and you're going to fix it? No. Right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, yeah. Exactly. I yep. Just... It's it's much deeper than that. We have to get to the wounds. So in a sense, just creating some checklist. You know, I remember me and my buddies growing up having a a jackpot, and if you masturbated, you had to put in five bucks in the jackpot, and we hit it in the drop down ceiling of the church. Um, wow. I still want to go back there and see if I could find a wad of cash wow. in the ceiling. Interesting how um, I was actually just talking with a client how this is so juxtaposition that we were talking about if her and her partner are separated for a year in a trial separation. I said, what will you do with his sexuality, right? Like you have to have a plan for sexuality too. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, do you, when your husband asks to masturbate, what do you feel about that? And do you ask him maybe even could you tell me what image or what memory you're masturbating to and Mm. she was saying like well even if my partner tells me that story it might be a story where it was really sexually unhealthy for me like it was a bad memory Mm -hmm. and so I, I think what's interesting to think about that is you have one thing where it's like if you masturbate, you have a jackpot, and if you do, like withhold from yourself, and then the mm-hmm. other push is in relationship. Could you be honest enough to say, "Hey, this is what I'm if I'm going to go masturbate," or almost even like, "What do you think about asking permission mm-hmm. in a relationship like that?" And then even right. going into the intimacy of, "Well, can you even tell me what what thought or what memory or what thought of me?" Sure. And have connection in that. Well, that, yeah. I mean, that opens up a whole other can of worms of kind of what do you do with masturbation. I've written about that in the Psychology of Porn book, but how do you masturbate well? I, a lot of people fall on both sides of this spectrum, of right? this debate. And yet the way I put it in kind of sexual health is can you step into, fan, uh, instead of fantasy, can yes. you step into reality? And that's the next category, right? Of exactly. unhealthy and healthy Exactly. Sexuality. And so if you have a history of masturbation that's based in objectification, derogatory fantasy, pornography, you're going to have an incredibly difficult time masturbating well, masturbating to the glory of God. As Dan Allender um, puts it. Yeah. And, and yet, can you um, not be isolated by inviting your partner in, by talking, by being open? No more secrets. Right. Right? No more, like you're inviting in. And so... Can you masturbate well? Maybe, maybe not, right? Like it's going to be probably years of sobriety from pornography, years of um, beginning to decouple pornography and masturbation, and years of no longer being isolated, inviting your partner in. And so... Exactly, and not living in that fantasy. Mm -hmm. And so I think that even then moves us right to to maturity versus immaturity. Can you hold your partner's story and sexual stories without either making them pay Mm -hmm. or without your own stuff getting so loud that you can't be with them in there. So is there a maturity to your sexuality? I love that you say Mm -hmm. we mature out of pornography addiction. Exactly. We outgrow it, right? So pornography addiction, um, other unhealthy things is very adolescent. And so instead of kind of shaming people um, with morals, bad, good, what I grew up with in purity culture, I find it much more helpful to say, can we outgrow? Can we step into a mature sexuality? 
uh, that honors rather than objectifies. Yeah. That honors, which is another another category. Can we honor beauty rather than objectify it? Because we've learned how to devour. We've learned how to yeah. um, take beauty. And I would say uh, being a woman who has been in that category of feeling objectification in a society, I feel like I don't even trust. It's so hard to trust a man to not mm-hmm. objectify me or to not even have a lens. Even if he is maybe not acting out, even his mind, yes. he still thinks in a way of mm-hmm. me as less than or me as an object or my beauty mm-hmm. is something to be mm-hmm. consumed. Right. And so then I stand there and I kind of almost quiver. I want to run away mm-hmm. um, because I don't trust maybe even the mentality or the mm-hmm. lens or the culture that, right. that he's been and grown what, up in. What do you think, what makes you feel that? When you mm. when you are in relationship with a man, you know has a, a pornographic mindset or what mm. I call a pornographic style of relating. What? How do you know? Is it just something that is felt? Is there some vibes in the air? Is it his eyes? What What makes you think or know? It's such a good when question. You're an object rather than when you're being honored. I mean, sometimes it's as obvious as how I'm being spoken to. Mm-hmm. Right? Tone or something? Yeah, or even where I'm in being invited and not being invited. Mm. Right? Like sometimes mm-hmm. you're invited, I'm invited into a group of conversation because of the way I think. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I, I, that's definitely not what's being, what's happening. I get in somewhere because of how I look or because mm. of how I act or the part I play as a woman and what I make a man feel that then they let me in somewhere. And so mm. how, it's it's a feeling. And I almost you know we used to call it like there there's a radar right mm-hmm. there's just like the creep vibe that you yes. get or that radar you know when someone's been taking in mm-hmm. um a certain way of seeing someone because then that's just that's the feeling with them that's their presence right is like it's a creep vibe it's like that guy is definitely doing something dark when i'm not around or mm. it's so fake Mm-hmm. That I don't trust it. There's such yeah, an yeah. inauthenticity right. that it's so fake. I'm like, I can't find you and I can't locate you. Right. And that freaks me that out. Freak, right, exactly. So it's not this overt creep vibe. It's this almost so covert for, yeah, yeah, yeah. covert creep vibe where he's yeah. almost so good. He's so like, you know, I think of the, what is it? 50 plus percent of pastors using pornography. Right. You know, this is almost like extra happiness or right. something that it's like God I, is I don't, good and it's yeah. okay great sister and we love you and we and it's and you're like Ooh, geez. I don't feel safe right now yeah. I can't explain it but it's because I can't read you right and yet the most authentic Christians that I think the healthiest Christians hold the tension between the death and the resurrection right right, right? there's no veneer right that you have to work through. exactly a few more um, as we kind of begin to wrap up uh, the sexually healthy man is um, works on mutuality rather than selfishness. Yeah. Right. It's mm-hmm. sexuality is shared yeah. rather than right pornography. Other ways have taught us how to be selfish. Well, and I even ask a lot of my female clients when they come in, I say, "How often are you orgasming mm-hmm. in a sexual encounter that the other partner is orgasming?" Mm-hmm. And I, when I tell you, it's been over five hundred women that have asked this question. Yes. And by and large, mm-hmm. they will say the men orgasm 95 to 100% yes. of the time. Yep. And I've heard everything from 20% of the time for me yep. as a woman. The, uh, so, excuse me if I interrupted. The data is out. Yeah. Um, Sheila Gregoire, just yeah. um, her book, um, the, the Great, Great Sex, Sex Rescue. Rescue, 
the orgasm gap is 47 points mm-hmm. was the orgasm yeah. gap uh, of the interviews of 20,000 women yeah. that she interviewed. And that's where I get into this place of, of women have been silent and they have been in this place of false submission where they think mm-hmm. they're submitting to either their husbands, especially in the Christian world, their husbands, yes. sexual fantasies, and they can't keep up because they're not supposed to. And they are not asking for what they need, and they're not asking for this a safe space to explore their bodies. Right. Because particularly, they might not be in a safe space with their partner. Right. Their partner might not be safe enough for them to explore their sexuality. Exactly. A few other points. Um, aggression versus kindness. Kindness, so much there. Um, demanding versus patient. Insecurity versus strength, right? The sexually healthy man is strong, but it's, a, it's rooted in security. He knows who he is. Mm-hmm. And the finally, um, an unhealthy sexual man is ashamed. He lives in shame versus a, a healthy sexual man. Um, he doesn't. He's unashamed. He lives um, honestly. He lives with integrity and not with shame. Hopefully this was helpful. Pick up my book, The Sexually Healthy Man. Thanks for being with us today. Hope you enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much for listening to Therapy Shorts. If you have a topic that you'd like us to cover, check us out at christiancc.org.